0: Hello, and welcome to the Revenge of the Drive-In commentary track for The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. This is unusual in that it is not on our list, but I still feel that, so we'll never do it for the podcast, but, you know, we're we're both fans of it, so we want to talk about it. I'm sure I have more more stuff to say about why it was chosen, but...
1: Well, you know, this is also kind of... We've, We've
0: got plenty of time.
1: Oh, we do, yeah, we have almost three hours worth of time. But, you know, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite Lord of the Rings movie? Because this one's mine.
0: Yeah, this one as well. For me, I don't think it's that close between this and uh, Return of the King. Definitely The Distant Third is Two Towers.
1: Yeah, um, I, f- I feel like if you like The Two Towers, I know everything about you immediately if you tell me that.
0: I feel like in hindsight, the Helm's Deep sequence gets more credit than it deserves, considering most of the movie is trees walking around, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um but like there's a lot well, of there's Isengard there, which it's, is pretty cool it's it's still a good movie but um the second one well one they filmed these movies all at the same time so I can't say that this actually went into the filmmaking necessarily but like I feel like the first movie realizes the hobbits are the heart of the story the second movie lost track of that and then the third movie they realized it again so that's the big part of the reason why two towers is by far the worst
1: well, and it's also it's funny. Still,
0: it's still a fine movie, but it's just not as good as this.
1: Well, you know what the first scene I think all the Hobbits shot together was? Or, or was even it the like first something scene.
0: Something from the end or something? Yeah,
1: it was, it was at the Grey, Havens, the Grey when, Havens when Frodo leaves with Bilbo and Gandalf. And I think that was the first scene everybody shot. That's
0: interesting. Well, they probably didn't want to... They probably figured, you know, Ian Holm might die before we can finish putting <laughs> this makeup on him. So because he's got a ton of old age makeup in that scene, so <laughs>
1: he does, yeah, yeah,
0: it's going so, to. So, so we'll get this scene out of the way. If we have to recast him, we will. But you know, <laughs> you know, I, I think for the most part, the extended editions are great. If you're just a Lord of the Rings fan, and, and you ju- you just get more of what you love. It's if I were just you know, to a casual person like, hey, do you want to check out The Lord of the Rings? I would not introduce them to the extended editions. That Those are deeper cuts. You got to watch the original first. But I was also thinking, because I saw the extended edition of this relatively recently, and then I watched the theatrical versions of Two Towers and Return of the King not too long after that, and I'm going to say... First of all, as good as the extended editions are and as fun, as enjoyable, as faithful to Tolkien's works as they are, they kind of did everything right in terms of trimming what they did from the extended edition into the theatrical ver- version. Just about every cut they make is for the better. So I um, I
1: agree. If, if yeah. I can jump in, I totally agree. I think everything that they cut, well, like in the fellowship, most of the things they cut are just like Extra extra fluff scenes or comedic scenes? Yeah, Between there's a like few Mary comedic moments.
0: There, there's one. Um, I will say, there's a few scenes that play a bit better in the extended edition. I want to say when they first meet Galadriel, that scene's a bit more interesting when they're just like staring at her and she's communicating in Boromir's mind. I think that scene just plays better in the extended edition. I don't remember specifics as to why.
1: Oh uh, yeah, and I, maybe- I, I think it's the same scene. I don't think anything was added there, but I could be wrong. Okay,
0: so maybe well, maybe I'm wrong then. But but I, then, I, but I then know like, a, this- as
1: a fan of Lord of the Rings, I think I don't believe this is in the, in the theatrical. I've had a argument with a friend for years about this. So I'm gonna look out for it, but I believe it's only in, in the extended when they get into Moria somebody like is asking Gandalf what they mined in Moria and somebody holds a torch down and this wall of Mithril lights up and it's the same shirt that that Bilbo gave Frodo and Gandalf says something like oh it wasn't in in gold or gems that they made their riches it was in Mithril." I'm almost positive that's in the extended and not the theatrical but like stuff like that was stuff that somebody who read the books would enjoy you know that like
0: yeah that that was going to be what i was going to say it's i don't i don't remember that moment specifically but there is a lot of detail from the books in the extended editions that are 100% not necessary for telling the story in a visual medium and, and for example never in the theatrical version of the films is it mentioned that aragorn is actually 700 years old or, or several hundred years old 70. however old he is or is he seventy? No. Well, he's like uh. But they talk about like what race he is, and he's like the from the like Dunedain. Yeah, the dunedine They go into detail in that in the extended editions, and that's a big part of the books. But it's a hundred percent unnecessary for actually just telling this story. Yeah, you know, that's, I mean, that's that's deep lore stuff. You don't need it to just tell an A to B to C story.
1: Well, the thing is, you or had, or, you or had... in
0: Tolkien, an A to B and a back to A story, because that's obviously Tolkien's big thing is the journey home.
1: And wanting to make a fantastic product, and also showcase the country of New Zealand on screen, I have something to say about that. Okay, well, I I don't like how New Zealand has kind of picked it up, but we'll get to that in a minute. But I think that's the difference between this. And it's it's product. like
0: New Zealand's claim to fame now. Which I know, and it's kind like, of but you have funny so many kind of things, you
1: know.
0: No, my my great aunt, who I'm sure has never seen a minute. Of any of the Lord of the Rings movies. She went to New Zealand on a cruise at some point, and I guarantee she was, like, taken on, on a coach bus, and they were going by these places, and like, and here, this was the the weather top scene in Lord of the Rings, and it's like, she doesn't know what any of that stuff is. She just wants to see the pretty country, and I'm yeah, sure like, she did, and she still up. enjoyed that. <laughs> this movie, or these movies, I should say, beautiful showcase for New Zealand and in its incredibly diverse environment, you know, snowy mountains, you know, beautiful you know not tropical but like certainly warm looking locations like you, you see it all here mm-hmm. there's a part of me maybe it's a big part maybe it's a small part i'm not really sure there's a part of me that is disappointed they didn't shoot these in britain because this is what tolkien was thinking of britain when he were i mean he was thinking of europe too because world war one and everything but britain has incredible geography where you could have done maybe you couldn't have gotten the snowy mountains and stuff but you could have done most of what they do in these movies if you go up to like cumbria and, and well, the you highlands know what?
1: I, I you know patrick in certain parts I'm, of
0: wales i think you could have done that
1: i'm to- and like and definitely scotland you know like yeah the highlands I'm, I'm totally main, on board you know, with that line of yeah. thinking and i used to think that a lot but i think the problem was like obviously like practicality i'm sure it would have cost a lot more filming in britain for whatever reason
0: but also probably but i mean i don't know the details on that i mean well I'm also i mean but me. but you
1: had peter jackson fran and fran um fran they Benetton. were all from new zealand exactly yeah, and then Kiwis. also weta was a new zealand-based company and it was ma- yeah. making all the costumes and and weaponry and stuff for the movie mm-hmm. but but no I, I think a big problem with with filming in britain or europe is the people and also <laughs> <laughs> it's the
0: french it's always <laughs> yeah, the french it's always the french
1: but but it's also like like there's just too many people too many towns you'd have to cgi out towns you know whereas like a place like this is literally mm, just a vast yeah plain yeah with a mountain new train.
0: zealand's more remote that's true yeah, yeah.
1: but then also that, on top that, of that is true if you put the matterhorn in your fucking movie people will well, be like oh i know exactly what that is that's the matterhorn that's,
0: that's the that's the swiss miss logo
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh. you put New Zealand in a movie. Most people, I'm, st- I'm positive, most people in the late '90s, early 2000s, never really thought about New Zealand once. occasionally they'd see it on a map and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, there's a country down there." But I'm sure they never yeah. really stopped yeah, that's, to think. Yeah, that's, what New Zealand that's probably
0: like. true. Like if you're doing it, if you're taking advantage of the Lake District in Britain, you've got hikers there. You have to deal with. You've got a lot of hikers. You <laughs> get, know, get
1: the fuck out of the shot or dress it's up it's in a up. Hobbit yeah. costume, dude. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah listen it's listen you you could be a wizard or an orc unless you want to um work with our um unless you want to work with our forced perspective team oh you have a kid great he can be a hobbit
1: yeah great he can be a stunt double but yeah i don't know i I think new zealand oh your kid
0: has a beard perfect well just throw a dwarf costume on him does he like john reese davies
1: by any chance (laughs) the movies and the books are synonymous with each other right You can't have the movies without the books, but you also... But the <laughs> movies
0: have been so big that the you can't talk about the books without, like, ignoring the movies. Exactly, right? because the
1: movies yeah. are bringing a lot of people into to being interested in Lord of the Rings and the yeah, lore that's, and everything that I surrounds I think that's it. perfectly fair, yes. But all these fucking gatekeeper purist pieces of shit there, there's so many of them. And people will make, like, nice <laughs> art. Like, really talented artists out there making yeah. like, digital yeah, art. Uh, yeah. And it'll be, like, a beautiful shot of, like, Gandalf and Bilbo, like, smoking in the Shire. You know? And, like, it looks beautiful. It's done really well. and that But it'll be, like them wearing like their movie costumes and somebody will be like i'm really upset when artists take it upon themselves to draw an inspiration from the movies and not their own imagination because i never pictured gandalf and bilbo looking like that but now because of the movies everybody pictures them looking like that and it's like how about you shut the fuck up
0: first of all first of all loser dude well yes (laughs) but first of all the name bilbo i don't know what it is but it screams ian holm ian holm's kind of chubby shape (laughs) ian holm is like perfect for Bilbo. like he is exactly just just hearing the name bilbo knowing nothing else about the character just he's a hobbit you picture ian holm right don't you oh yeah absolutely yeah i don't know like it's like perfect i I mean i don't know specifically you know if they ever really get into his visual descriptions much in the books they may or may not i'm not really sure tolkien has a tendency to go into extreme (laughs) detail on certain things but not necessarily the things that you would expect him to supposedly the dwarves in The Hobbit were were like very clearly supposed to be like Jews, especially in The Hobbit because they're like refugees and they don't have a home and it's like how, you know, Israel. But then he realized that like, you know, because dwarves are in The Hobbit, they're greedy and, you know. They're, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're Jews, know, they're dude. I get it. W- <laughs> they're not without honor, but they're not... They're not the most likable people necessarily, no. and then and then the Holocaust comes, and then you know he's writing Lord of the Rings after World War II, and he toned that down. and Gimli is actually who's really the only dwarf heavily featured in Lord of the Rings, but he in <laughs> is not depicted as being greedy or anything like that. And I think that's because like Tolkien realized, oh wait, this this kind of rhetoric is actually
1: terrible. Like if you, well, but, you know what, and- but like I'm just. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know what like i i think yeah i mean it is terrible but at the same time you had people like at the time that tolkien was writing the hobbit you had people like agatha christie writing oh god ten little we don't even, and we we can't we, have, we can't even say the Indians. title of some of her books no exactly yes. are
0: the hobbit stoners this has been talked about a lot mm-hmm no you, no, you strongly is disagree. Me off.
1: Yeah, this is what pisses me off. All well, the
0: it's time. a it's a question. I'm asking a question. I'm not I'm not formulating an opinion okay, here, good. but this gets brought up a lot.
1: Well, yeah, it gets brought up a lot because there's a bunch of fucking. Okay, listen, let's backtrack here.
0: Is Gandalf a stoner? Because Gandalf, I guess you could ask the same questions about because they they're always no, got the pipes. No. And so, they, there is talk in Tolkien of the types of pipe weed they used. Are yeah, they stoners?
1: But. but Or Marion,
0: Pippin, Cheech, and Chong.
1: Tolkien Tolkien literally describes pipeweed as tobacco leaf. Tabakiana, as he calls it. He, like, he describes it in the in, in the appendices, and even maybe in the beginning of The Hobbit or The Fellowship or something. So it's literally okay. tobacco, but in the 60s and 70s, a bunch of like hippie yeah. owners got a hold of the Lord of the Rings, and they just fucking loved it. And when they read yeah. pipeweed, they were like, oh, fucking weed, dude. And they started having like Lord of the Rings-themed weddings, and Tolkien hated it. He wanted to fucking kill himself okay. when he heard about it.
0: Well, yeah, to- Tolkien wouldn't have been into the hippie No, he stuff, was an old, yeah. I know, like,
1: like- conservative Christian man at Oxford.
0: <laughs> yeah, lo- I mean, Lord of the Rings... Uh- as has been the case with other things, took on a hippie, kind of a new audience with the hippies. Because Lord of the Rings comes out in the 50s, not super successful. Mm -mm. Yeah. And then it it became, it was actually, I know it was a number one bestseller 20 years after it was published, which I know was also duplicated by Frank Herbert's Dune because that also took a while to find its audience. I'm sure maybe some other books have done that. Maybe some books that have been adapted to movies 20 years later or something, you know. Yeah, so it took a while to find its audience, so, you know, it was not really, it wasn't necessarily a countercultural thing, but it was, at first it was a niche thing, so you could understand why a countercultural movement would really gravitate towards it, I guess. If you were to only watch the movies, never read the books, you'd be like, oh, Frodo and Sam, they're best friends. Mm -hmm. In the book, Frodo's best friend is Mary. That's made pretty clear. Sam, not that he's not a good friend, but Sam is kind of a slave like we were just saying yeah and he's, mary's he's really his, the, the best he's friend
1: he's manservant you also have to think about it like world war one right like you have men in the trenches who are wealthy men or like again members of the of the landed gentry and you have like their manservants who went to war with them or they had manservants who they were just got during war so you had people like sharpening people's razors for shaving and stuff like that like sam is that kind of manservant
0: you know who's bad in this movie? I'll say it. Hugo Weaving is bad in this movie.
1: <sighs> you know he's bad.
0: He, <sighs> he doesn't have a lot to do. I understand that, but he's not good. He's just he's weird. He pronounces Mordor differently than everyone else, and I don't understand why that is. It's like Mordor. Like there's throws like there's like eight he, R's. He throws in the, the way accent. Mordor. It. Mordor. Yeah, <laughs> well, Mordor. Because he's also angry. he's also, also a
1: lot that. older than anybody else. Well, sure. And he's, That's how
0: Mordor was pronounced 4,000 years ago. Yeah, or I, I, well, he, I think he's... He I, just I, hasn't moved on. He's, <laughs> he's still calling it Bombay. Yeah. <laughs> or Peking, you know. Yeah. It's just he hasn't he's like, next, after, after we take Mordor, let's move to Rangoon. Watching these movies when I was younger, one of my takeaways, one of my many takeaways, was that Elijah Wood has, like, the biggest eyes in the world. He's got, like, a... He's got Marty Feldman eyes. He's just got, like, huge eyes.
1: Yeah, big And he down.
0: does, but... I think there's you see people's eyes so much in these movies cuz there's so many close-ups because of the mixing of different sized people. Like if you mm-hmm. do a close-up on Gimli, we can just like pretend that Legolas is right next to him. You don't have to see the two next to each other. I yeah. think I think there's a lot of close-ups in this kind of out of necessity. And I think it works, and I think it works because you have good actors with expressive eyes. That's that's one of the things that I think makes the you know the Sergio Leone movies work so well. Is that you get Eastwood, Eli Wallach, and Lee Van Cleef. They can all tell so much through their eyes. If you get worse actors, those intense close-ups don't work as well.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I think I agree with you to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that I had never noticed until recently. There are a lot of close ups in this movie, and I think it's mostly out of necessity. I think it's 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 listen we'll do this effect with with the with the different sets with the mixing little people and children in and and you know getting people on stilts. We'll do all this, but we will not do it more than we absolutely need to <laughs> you know we will do enough to make it convincing, but cameraman, just get closer to people <laughs> if you need to so <laughs> if we can hide some stuff, but at the same time, I'm gonna say this movie is for what it is is basically perfectly paced all of the scenes where there's like not action or adventure it feels like they're accomplishing something there's like just enough explanation exposition for like what you need to know and it moves along i don't want to say quickly but i feel like every scene has a purpose and that's what the two towers lacks and maybe the return of the king does a little bit too i'm not sure but two towers definitely have you ever seen the extended editions of the hobbits by the way
1: no no those are movies neither have i because
0: i i can't imagine wanting to watch more of those movies not that i (laughs) dislike the movies but like but no i agree that those movies are way longer than they need to be i don't want to see more of them because the lord of the rings movies are long they don't feel like they're necessarily longer than they need to be and it's like okay if you if you're giving me more of it i'm going to watch it if you're giving me more of the hobbit i'm like no can we watch the shorter version (laughs) <laughs> can we watch a YouTube and, you know,
1: compilation yeah, of the Hobbit yeah, you know yeah, can we watch can we watch the Hobbit, but only when Gandalf is in it and then that's can it. we can <laughs> we watch it in vine form seven <laughs> second videos
0: yeah, the extended edition of Fellowship is better at bridging this into a bigger story, which like this isn't making good sense, and let me just let me I'll bring this all home, give me a second here, but okay, okay. So The Lord of the Rings the the three movies it's all the same story we can agree for you know it's mm-hmm. it's one story mm-hmm. but within that one story there's different things for instance you have though you know what's going on in Gondor and the men fighting against the orcs and you know the extended editions hint at that a lot earlier whereas like when you're watching the theatrical versions it kind of shows up at the end of the two towers when they take when um uh Faramir takes Frodo and Sam to the kind of the ruins of us but, but really it doesn't really, it's not fully developed until Return of the King. And then it kind of seems like it's coming out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, I thought we were just worrying about this ring. There's also been this other war going on. And even though the two things are related, it still feels a little bit like, oh, we're just kind of coming up with this now. The extended editions sprinkle in little lines of dialogue and stuff Mm. that make it clear that there's bigger stuff going on outside of these nine characters and i so i think in that sense that's one of the ways the extended edition i don't want to say is superior but that's one of the things that it kind of does a better job of
1: but no so i do agree with you and i i do agree that the extended just kind of sets up the world a little better and lets you know that things are happening but just it's also- a little bit
0: yeah uh, is, is it is worth the extra two and a half hours or however much longer they are probably not but there's no. some nice touches there
1: no, exactly. But I will say, something that you brought up that I kind of want to touch on is that you said that the Fellowship is kind of from the perspective of the Hobbits, sort of? or, or, or Yeah, I mean, to the it world is. Through the Hobbits. It is, right? Well, yeah. first, first off, when you're talking about Sam, yeah, he wanted to see the Elves. That was a dream of his. But when he gets to Rivendell and says, I'm ready to go home, he yeah. says that because they were just supposed to take the ring to Rivendell, leave it, and then go That's home. That's true, yes. Right.
0: I mean, none of them signed up for this giant adventure, obviously. Well, I mean, they literally did eventually, but... Um, I don't know if they signed a contract to be part of the (laughs) fellowship. Yeah. (laughs) If they had Elrond's lawyers wrote up something, it's like, shit, I only made one copy of this. We need some more. We need some.
1: Can we get some elven magic Someone skin another
0: sheep so (laughs) we can write some more of these things.
1: We're introduced to this world through the hobbits in this movie, but I like how at Mm -hmm. the two towers, at the end of this movie, everybody splits up. But in the two towers, we are forced to then look at the world through the perspective of Aragorn. And, and we have to take more of an interest of what, into, like, what they're doing and not the Hobbits. And it really does we give do. you the, that sense that everybody has split up, you know? So, like, it, mm-hmm. oh, now you're following Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli and Gandalf and what they're doing. And the Hobbits have to That's, go do their own thing now, you know? That
0: is all true. And I guess what kind of bothers me about that to a certain extent... I mean, there's a bunch of great stuff there, obviously. But... It's all supplemental. Like if if the ring stuff fails, like none of the rest matters. You mm-hmm. know? The ring yeah. is what's important.
1: Yeah, but then but then you can tie it into saying like they're doing their part to help Frodo and Sam succeed. Yeah, it's in like their starship part. troopers.